Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for today. Today is a great day. It's a wonderful day that the Lord has made. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. I really appreciate Ah, God help us today. Um, the, um, the very day Pastor told me that um, this was going to happen, I have been thinking of God what do you want to say because there is something I normally say I'm not a pastor okay so you don't expect me to constantly flow like Pastor Joel okay so did it Pastor, pastor Joel told me I said God I'm a geologist so what do you have me say and I said well at the time you want me to talk you tell me what to say can I tell you something to be real with you before God and man I sat last night I didn't know what to say I sat midnight I didn't know what to say it was this morning just this morning. I said, God, if you want me to just go there, I'll just go there and worship. I'll just worship for like 30, 35 minutes and we'll go. But this morning, something happened. Because yesterday, I just, I was about doing my stuff. I just went swimming. I went, you know, with some of my friends out. So, something just dropped in my heart this morning. That we are God. Hallelujah. Sounds strange, right? You know, to some people is blasphemous, right? Like you are God. How do you mean? Are you telling me you are like the God that we know? But one thing that my Bible makes me understand is the Bible says man is a spirit, right? He has a soul and lives in a body. That means the real you is not the person sitting down right now. It's the person inside of the body sitting down right now. That is the real you. Okay? And you know, can we turn the Bible to the book of um, Genesis? chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And look at verse 26. Verse 26. Verse 26 says, say, Come, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Hallelujah. They say, Come, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Um, have you ever seen a goat? That gave back to an elephant before. So, and I want it to be very interactive. I want our discussion to be interactive. Have you ever seen um, a dog that gives birth to maybe a goat? That means a goat will give birth to a goat. And a dog will be back to a dog. Now, when the Bible says God called his entourage is is it's um his board members at that time i said come let us make man in our image that means god made man in the image of god that means man looks like god hallelujah okay can we go further to genesis chapter 2 chapter 2 verse 7 can we read verse um chapter 2 verse 7 I want to just believe in this Bible that we're going through. 
Okay. I'm sure it wasn't written by me and it wasn't written by anybody here. It was written by the expression of the Holy Ghost, which is God. Now, let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 is saying, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, the Bible says, God breathed into man breath of life. That means the breath came from him. God wouldn't have given to man the breath of a goat. He wouldn't have given to man the breath of a dragon or dinosaurs or whatever. For him to have given, you know, a breath from himself to man indirectly or directly God has recreated himself in another body. Hallelujah. That means man is like God. Hallelujah. Man is like God. I'm going somewhere and I, 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 I trust the Holy Spirit to, you know, to give us understanding on you know, what we're about to discuss this morning. That means man right here, I'm like God. But you know, if you look at it, if you look at man, the typical man you know, you start wondering, okay, if man is like God, how come we're not functioning like God? Hallelujah. We're going to get there. Now, I want us to understand one thing. How, how powerful, how great our God is. Now, I was going through something just this morning. I was going through something. And, you know, something just dropped that if a child, just a baby, just like my son, I have, you know, a son that is weird. Somewhere. He asks weird questions. Weird questions. He has asked me one day before, Daddy, why do we have night and day? You know, why is it not just, why me? Why can't it just be just day drought you know nothing say explain say i started you know explaining the geography that i know and he kept on asking a lot of questions telling me about how the heterosis rotates and the guy tells me so if the heterosis how come i've been in germany all this while i should have rotated somewhere else i should have been appearing somewhere else i mean before god a man he keeps asking you know weird questions and I said, okay, we rotate, say, okay, why have we not falling down? I said, we are the surface of the earth. All those questions. And this one, something dropped. What if he comes to me and asks, Daddy, who is God? And where did he come from? Hallelujah. Where did he come from? And that actually, you know, took me to how, let me use the word word, but how great. I'm looking for another word to explain how God is, of course, I can never find. Hallelujah. So what if he comes to me and asks, Daddy, who is God? Where did he come from? Where did he come from? Now, that leads me to Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. Can we turn our Bible to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 that says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. That means before the beginning there was God. Hallelujah. That means before the beginning, there was God. Before time, that's what they call in geology, we call something um, geologic time scale. Okay? That explains how the calendar, the normal calendar year, how it was formed. Now, that means before the beginning, because before God, I want us to picture this in our heart. Before God came up with the idea of let me create the heavens and the earth. That means he was. Before then, and at before that time, there was no time. It was not bound by time. It was at a time he came up with, let, 
God created uh, the earth and the heavens. That was when time began. Now, he wouldn't have been nowhere. Or it wouldn't have been non-existence before saying, let there be, let there be. That means he was before that time. Now, God helped me. And I stumbled on something this morning. He said, if a child says, if you ask, where did God come from? You will answer perhaps by saying, God didn't, didn't come from anywhere. He was always there. He never had a beginning. He was there before anything else was there. He made everything else. There wasn't anything before God. Then your child will ask, but how did he get to be the way he is? He was not there. He was there. There was nothing. But before that time, how did he get to? Hallelujah. Now, I think I'm playing with our, with our mind, right? Okay, let's continue. I'm also playing with my mind too. Hallelujah. Now say, but how did he get to be the way he is? You will say, he just is the way he is. He didn't get to be that way. He's always been what he is. Nobody made him the way he is. No force or power made him what he is. He has been what he is forever and ever and ever. He just is. That's what it means to be God. And one of the things God is life is, is a life. He is a living person. Not a human person. Hallelujah. I don't understand that. God is a living person. Not a human person. Hallelujah. He's not human like you and me. He's not human looking for what to eat or what to, what to wear. He's not a human feeling like I think it's 10, it's 11, I need to sleep. It's not a human, you know, feeling like, oh, I think I'm feeling feverish. I think I need to go to the hospital. It's not a human by feeling like, oh, I'm hungry, it's time for lunch. It's not a human by saying, oh, I need to have children, I need to move around. But it's a living person. That means before him, before the head, not him, there was life. He was alive before before he created the heavens and the earth, he was. Hallelujah. And he says, he's alive, he's a living person, not a human person, but a divine person. Thinking, feeling from all eternity. Hallelujah. Now, one thing I need to understand, I need to understand is this. He said, God gave life to matter. Physics says, and chemistry says, matter is anything that has weight and occupy space. Hallelujah. Now, at the time before the earth, God was everywhere. Even though he was not made, he has always been. Now, he created the earth to give matter. Hallelujah. He created the earth to give substance that can occupy space and act with. Hallelujah. I wonder why somebody will go and create something that has matter and can occupy space as is God. While that thing that has weight that can occupy space was created by something. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. 
look at the chain. That thing that some people made to be their God was created by a being. And you call that thing your own God. Hallelujah. I'm trying to make you see how big God is. Which in turn will make you see how big you are. But you have been underutilizing yourself. Hallelujah. 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 I will see here. I will see here. I will see here. Hallelujah. Now let me let me have to see something. He said, first there was life. And there was physical matter and energy. First there was a living personhood. Then there was matter and energy. In the beginning was the word. And in him was life. The Bible said the book of Genesis of, of, of Romans chapter it said, it said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has has taken me as as me from love, sin and death. That means before you were formed, before you were born, before you came into being, there was a life that's gone ahead of you. Hallelujah. Waiting for your expression. Hallelujah. And that was the life that God had and still has, even before the beginning of the earth. Hallelujah. Even before the beginning of the earth, that was the life he had and he still has. And that is the same life we share with him. Now, let me let us say something. How we share the same life with him. No, we talked about how God formed man and breath is no straight to man and his life became our life. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, by one man's disobedience, sin came and we're disconnected from God. By, no, through Adam, we're disconnected from God. And through man, Jesus Christ, we're reconnected back to God. Now, I want to say something. I need to look at something. He said, um, 1 John chapter 5. Look at first John chapter 5. Hallelujah. First John chapter 5. First John 5 from verse 11. He said, and this is the record that God has given us the eternal life, and this life is in Son. Now remember, we have been from the initial original intention of man. I'm of God to man. But remember, the original intention of man has not changed. And it will never change. Hallelujah. We're going there. Now, if you look at the... You know, we didn't read the second part of um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 36. We're going to go back to the second part. Now, the original intention of God to man has not changed. But we were disconnected from that original intention. And God... Now, let me ask a question. How many of us ask for God to reconnect us back when we disconnected from him? Hello? How many of us ask God that God, you know, when Adam sinned on our behalf and um, we were disconnected from God? How many of us ask God that God, can you just come up with another way for us to be reconnected back, you know, to you? How many of us did that? That means in his own volition, he felt like, I have an original intention for these people. And they disconnected back. But the fact that we disconnected from him did not change his original intention. He himself came up with an avenue for us to be reconnected back to him through Jesus Christ. That means his original intention stays. His original intention to make you God here remains. Hallelujah. Now, that, that scripture says, said, this is the record that God has given us, given us eternal life and this life is in his son. 
whom he used as a sacrifice to reconnect us back to him. Hallelujah. Now we can turn our Bible to um, that same John from uh, no John. This is not first John. Now this is John verse five. We're going to read the scripture for us to come for you to say that it's not what I've written down. It is not what I imagine in my head. It is what has been. It is what God has written for you and myself. Hallelujah. From chapter 5. Chapter 5 verse 40 says, it said, And you will not come to me that in my heart life. He said, I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that you have not loved God in you. Now, he said something about you coming to God because of his eternal life. He said, search the scripture for you that you may have eternal, oh, sorry. And you may have eternal life and that day they wish testify of me. Hallelujah. John 10. Let's look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Ten, ten. John chapter ten. Let's look at verse twenty-seven. Verse twenty-seven says, "Said my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. They that and they shall not perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand." said my father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand I and my father are one I need us to see the chain reaction we were re- disconnected from God God brought Jesus to reconnect back from him that means God gave Jesus that is life that we lost in the garden of Eden he gave it to Jesus now Jesus came as God in man to this earth so that he could relate with us. God wouldn't have been able to stand us. God in his infinite, in his majesty could not stand the man that has been disconnected from him. But he created himself in Jesus and sent Jesus so that he could come to a level where we could relate with him. And Jesus has saying, said, I and my father are one. And God has given me eternal life. Now, I want us to look at something. Let's see something again see the chain. As that life was transferred to Jesus and through Jesus for us to have that same life. Hallelujah. He said, he said in the book of John chapter 14 from our verse 16 to 17 said, I will ask the father he will give you another helper when Jesus came and you know what God did practically was for Jesus to come for God to come in, in, in man, in flesh, as Jesus, to come and demonstrate how good, how powerful, how loving God is to us. Now, after he has shown all of those things to us, and we were convinced, it was now time for him to go back to where he came from. But now, as he was living, he felt like, okay, if I left these people like this, it's possible they may disconnect back from me. Now, let me get, let me create a connection, an eternal connection between man and God that will constantly be there. It wouldn't be a situation in the Garden of Eden where the Bible says God was coming in the evening to fellowship with Adam. In this case, God is always there 
fellowship with you in the spirit. Hallelujah. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you that makes God to constantly fellowship with you. When you are sleeping, it's fellowshiping with you. When you are working, it's fellowshiping with you. When you are driving, it's fellowshiping with you. It's not waiting until the cool of the evening to see you or to meet with you. Hallelujah. It's not waiting until that time to meet with you. Hallelujah. It's not waiting on the evening to meet with you. He said, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Therefore, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. And if I go, I will send him to you. So, that he has sent, that which we have, that it's the bridge that God has created to bridge the gap that we created in Adam. Hallelujah. That's taking us back to the original intention of God. Hallelujah. He said, when the helper comes, the book of John chapter 15, he said, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth, who produced from the Father, he will testify about me. He said, the spirit proceeds from the Father through Jesus to me. Hallelujah. Just to have that chain connected back. And to reconnect us to the original intention of God. Can we go to Psalm chapter 82? Psalms 82. Hallelujah. Psalms 82. Psalms chapter number 82. From verse... Um, Book of Psalms. Psalms 82. Hallelujah. From sex, he said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Ye are gods, and all of you are the children of Most High. That means God, even though, when the disconnection was made in the Garden of Eden, God reconnected back to God, and we now became God. Hallelujah. I want us to believe now that we are actually gods. Yeah. A, a recreation of himself in another being. Hallelujah. It's a recreation of himself in another being, which is what most mentors try to do. They try to recreate, reproduce themselves in another being. And a God recreated himself in us as a mini God. Now, let's now go back to that chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 1, the second part of verse 36. Chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Now, the first part says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Now, that is the first part. Why did God make man in his image? Why did he make man after his likeness? That's what the second part explains. And he said, And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. God made man in his image, in his likeness, so that they can have dominion. That means you were not made without a purpose. I need you to think about it. You were not made without a purpose. You were not made to just come and waste in this life. 
That means there's a reason why you were created. There's a reason why God created himself in you to place you on this earth and function like him. Hallelujah. And he has given us the Holy Spirit which makes God to constantly dwell with us, which gives us the avenue to constantly dine with him, which gives us the opportunity to constantly fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Now think about it. You think about 2019. This is March. You are God. You have been created in his image and he has given you his life. That means the life you live now is the life of God in you. That means you are practically God here. Now look at it. Have you, I want, I want to ask you a question in your heart that are we, are we functioning like God here on earth? Look at your life from day one up until now. Have you been functioning like God? Have you been functioning like you were created? Have you been functioning for the main reason why you were created? Hallelujah. Is a question I want us to answer in our heart. That means if you have not been functioning the way, I mean, the, the, in the capacity that God has you know, created you with, that means it is not God now. It is not because he has not given you everything for you to function. It's not because he has not given you the capacity for you to function. It's because you have not woken up to your responsibility to function. Hallelujah. It's because you have not woken up to our responsibility to function. And remember, I remember I mentioned something here the other time. I talked about the third law of motion, which says action and reaction are equal and opposite. That means we are directly proportional. I mean, the results we are getting right now is directly proportional to how, how much we have been doing. That means whatever it is that you are getting right now, how whatever, you know, in what cap the capacity you are functioning right now, is as a result of how much you've decided to exhibit the capacity God has given you. It is not God any longer. It's not because God has not given you what it takes for you to function. It's not because God has not given you what it takes for you to manifest the way you're supposed to manifest. As one of fact, as if he recreated himself in you to function independently. Hallelujah. When I mean function independently, it doesn't mean that you are disconnected from God, but it's because he has not recreated himself in you. You, are not, you don't have the capacity to function in the fullness of God on earth. Hallelujah. You have the capacity to function in this fullness on planet Earth. But are we functioning in that capacity? Are we functioning in that capacity? Are we functioning in that capacity? This is what I want us to think about. You are not functioning not because God has not given you the capacity to function. You are not there not because God has not given you an avenue to be there. It's because you have decided not to be there. Hallelujah. It's because you have decided not to be there. Because you have decided not to function in that capacity. Because you have decided not to stand up. Because you have decided not to wake up. Because you have decided not to go the way you are supposed to go. Hallelujah. You say he has given us the spirit to tell us what we need to know. It's just to constantly dwell with us. To constantly communicate with him. How, much, how many of us, you know, I remember one day, I think Pastor Noah said something. He said, when he wakes up early morning, he said, good morning, Holy Spirit. That means you are recognizing the presence of the Holy Spirit. That means you are giving the Holy Spirit something. You are making him, you make him feel worthy. You make him feel that I recognize you. I appreciate the fact that you are here. I want to walk with you today. How many of us are, are, are making use of the capacity God has given us? How many of us are, are, are using the Holy Spirit that God has given us? You know, how many of us are using the capacity God has given us? It's, just, it's, it's as simple as this. Just imagine, you know, there's, there's this thing they used to do in Lagos. I don't know if they still do it. I think um, Tinubu used to do it when he was the governor of Lagos State. That, you know, I think they used to come up with a competition and um, uh, one, you know, student from primary school, secondary school will win and will become a governor for a day. 
Hallelujah. Can you remember? Now, do you know that that particular boy on that particular day for 24 hours has capacity of Tinubu? Do you know that that boy can award a contract? Do you know that that boy on that particular day can sign a million dollar check? Because the capacity of Tinubu has give, given to him to function. But you know what? And I'm sure none of them did that. It's because they did not know what has been given to them. Hallelujah. And most of us today are just like that boy. We don't know what God has given to us. We don't know the capacity that we have assumed once we give our life to Christ and we're born again. You don't know the capacity that God has given you. You don't know how much you can function. And we're just living the life we're living. We're living, you know, as if, you know, we're, we're living like, you know, I remember someone said something said, we are living as though we are comfortless. Hallelujah. That's life we're living. We're living as though we have no comfort. Living like, I'm just there. Like the song. Nobody knows. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you don't know how much God has deposited in you to function. Hallelujah. Now, the, 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 the responsibility is now ours, not God. Hallelujah. That's why, you know, sometimes we go, to, we go to God in prayer and we pray. The Bible says we pray and we don't have access to prayer because we pray our means. And that is one of the ways we pray our means. Keep asking for what has been given. God will just be looking at you like, what is this person saying? You have what you are asking for already. The capacity to be the governor of Lagos has been given to you. It's been bestowed upon you. Act. Function. Hallelujah. How many of us are functioning? How many of us are functioning? Because now, there was a question, um, something um, uh, Pastor um, Oduwale said something one day. He said, if you ask yourself certain questions and you have doubts in your heart, that means that's a problem. Now, this question I just asked right now. If you feel that you are functioning in the fullness of God, of what God wants to function at this point in time, remember, everything is in stages. Pastor Joel said something, and Pastor Joel said something, they said, when he started in church, he said he started as a current star. Remember? He said, when you mention Joel Emmanuel, uh, singing, 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 but gradually, gradually, it begins to unfold. It begins to unfold. It begins to unfold. It begins to unfold. And now he knows what he wants to do. He knows what God wants, what wants him to do. And believe me, there's still much more. Now, the same way. Now, if you look at yourself, the stage you are right now, we know everything is, God has planned everything out. And you're supposed to key in to those things at the time God wants you to key in. And you begin to progress. Now, look at yourself right now. And let me look at myself right now. And say, at this point in time of my life, can I really say I am functioning in the fullness that I'm supposed to function at this time? If it takes you one second to think about it, that, am I, am I, that means that's a problem. That means you are not functioning. That means I am not functioning. If I look at it and say, wow, that's true. That means I am not functioning. That means I'm not functioning. It is time for us to rise up. It's time for us to rise up and function in that capacity. And have dominion. Like the Bible says, said, the essence of your being is not just to come and be a human being here. And be one of those people out there. You know, it said, in the second part, it said, let them have dominion. How many of us are dominating? Hallelujah. How many of us are dominating over our environment? In our workplace, how many of us are dominating? You know, how many of us are dominating our environment? Are we dominating? He said, he said to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, all over the earth and over every creepy thing upon the earth. That means we're supposed to be dominating over everything. 
Hallelujah. How many of us are dominating? How many of us are dominating? And I'm sure the answer in our heart will be like, am I functioning in that capacity? The answer is most probably no. Hallelujah. It's most probably no. But you now know now that you have the capacity to function better than what you are doing right now. You now know now that you have the capacity to do better than what you're doing. I need us to begin to think about it and just begin to talk to God right now. That God, I want to function in the fullness of what you have created me to be. I want to function in the capacity that you have bestowed upon me. I want to rise up to my responsibility at this point in time. I need us to rise up to our feet and begin to communicate to God. God, I want to function in that capacity. I want to function in that capacity. I just don't want to be there like an ordinary person. I just don't want to be there like an ordinary man. Your, your life, the life that you have that you have given to me is too expensive to waste. Hallelujah. It's too expensive to waste. It's too expensive to just go scot-free. It's too expensive to just go just like that. I need to begin to talk to God. God, I want to function in that capacity. Oh, God has created you and I to have dominion. To have dominion. Oh, Father, we just bless you. It says, have dominion over the birds of the air. What that simply means to me is that God has given us dominion over the air, the sea, and the land. Over the air, over the sea, and over the land. And his plans have never, ever changed. Never, ever changed. Never changed. Never changed. You know, while you're, while you're standing, um, I need you to recognize that if you follow the line of thought while it was, while it was teaching, you know, letting us understand that, look, this is who God is, and God is everything complete. And so he has put that completeness in you and I. Put the completeness in you and I. Then now we are here at a point in time there was God, there was Jesus. And now God and Jesus are no longer physically here. Which suggests to us that the capacity to function like he created us to be is gone. But then he sent the Holy Spirit. So that right now, as we are, we have that full capacity like in the beginning. We have that full capacity like in the That's what the Holy Ghost comes to do. That's what the anointing comes to do. That's what it comes to do. That's, the Bible says, Acts 10, 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and the power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him but he was anointed with the Holy Ghost but God was with him what you need is the Holy Spirit God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Ghost and with that anointing he went about having dominion for God was with him so when the Holy Ghost comes on you when that anointing comes on you it's smeared on you you go about having dominion air, sea, land, anywhere you go about having dominion to be anointed means to be smeared to be smeared 
like a liquid, like something just comes upon you. That's what it means to be anointed. That's what it means to be anointed. It means that the influence of God comes upon you. The influence of heaven rests on you so that anywhere you find yourself, you exhibit that influence. You exhibit that dominion. You exhibit that capacity to have dominion. That's what it means to be anointed. The supernatural empowerment of God comes on you and it puts you in a position to be productive and have supernatural results. It puts you in that position. But first you need to recognize that as God was in the beginning, his intention has not changed. That's why you and I need that anointing to come on us. It, we need it to come on us. The Bible said of Jesus, he said, after that time, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon him and drove him into the wilderness. He was there and fasted for 40 days. The Spirit did not drive him to fast. The Spirit drove him to the wilderness. There in the wilderness, he fasted. But by the Spirit. After that, he came out. The Bible says he met this man and cast out the devil out of him. And the Bible said his fame went abroad. What he, before that time, his fame has not gone abroad. But when the anointing came, his fame went abroad. What you're looking for is in the anointing. What you're looking for is in the spirit. What you're looking for is in the power of God. What you're looking for is in that anointing. It's in, he can tell you stories, maybe because of time. I remember when, when he, was, he, he was in Malaysia, it was, it was a difficult period for him. But Dr. K came one day and after that encounter, am I correct, sir? After that encounter, good heavens. Even the person that was his friend, that he assigned to him, say, okay, I'm busy right now. Go and help me protocol Dr. K. Drive him around. That guy was in a mess called mess. After that encounter, the anointing rests on him. Everything about his life just changed. So sometimes the things we're looking for here and there, here and there, it's just in the anointing. Just in the anointing. Just allow that anointing to come upon you. Look at David. The same thing happened to David. The same thing happened to him. God told Samuel, go and, and the house of Jesse, anoint so and so. I've made, I've made um, someone in the house of Jesse king. And, and he went and the Bible says that they brought everybody. This one was broad chested. This one was handsome. This one looked like it. But there was a boy called David that didn't look like it. Physically, didn't look like it anyhow. But the anointing came upon him and it made all the difference. So it doesn't matter whether physically, naturally, it doesn't look like it. But once the anointing comes upon you, that made the difference. That makes the difference. That makes the difference. Mark chapter 8. Jesus saw a blind man. He said, took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spat his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. I see men as trees walking. And then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Listen, when the anointing begins to work, gradually things begin to change. Gradually things begin to turn. It may look like, oh, I just have a little, I'm seeing signs. But once the anointing comes, forget about the day, it, it, the change, 
becomes manifest. Forget about the time that it will show up. Just all you know is that I want that anointing to come on me. That's all. I want that anointing to come on me. Once that anointing comes on you, forget about the day of manifestation. It will show up. You might begin to see men as trees first. But it's coming full manifestation. That's why we talk about experiencing the fullness of the Spirit. The fullness of the Spirit. The anointing is meant to allow the purpose of God find expression through you. That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to allow the intention of God from the beginning to find expression. So, forget about every other thing that you're chasing. Go after the anointing. Go after the anointing. That's why the uh, honor, the honor you have, um, you know, it's it, for the anointing, it, it, it attracts. When you have that honor for that anointing, it pulls things towards you. It pulls things towards you. It pulls and allows it to begin to work for you. It begins to cause things to happen all around you. He's here. Charles is here. I remember when, um, when, when, when we were about to start in church here, himself and a few of our 10 of you guys came together and they they had they went to start distributing flyers and and handbills i think they distributed about 200 letters about 200 letters to inviting people for church when we wanted to start and everything and he, he was telling me afterwards say pastor do you know that after that day he was trying i think we were trying to get a place or something he didn't have the money and everything he was looking to people here and there after the, the supernatural money just came and then he got the place now he's getting married Sometimes the things we're looking for is just in the anointing. Just in the thing that God is asking us to do to pull the anointing. To work for us. To pull it so that it will work for us. To just pull that thing. That's, that's the way the anointing works. That's how it works. So Jesus said, I'm not giving you money. I'm not giving you a house. I'm not giving you anything. I'm giving you the Holy Ghost. And if Jesus gives you the Holy Ghost, that's all you need. So if you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got everything. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got everything. Lift your hands to heaven. Say, Lord, anoint me tonight. Anoint me this morning. Anoint me afresh. I need an anointing from you. I need a fresh unction from you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.